from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
Hello, Gary, are you there? <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, I'm not either. Can you can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we had a little bit of dead air right there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is not Verizon. This is live radio, so we'll apologize for that. But, yeah, I said everything is springing up right now. We have allergies all over the place. We've got everything is in bloom, and uh, the temperatures have been phenomenal. We set records last week, and uh, it's just a beautiful semi-spring, but things are getting ready to cool down again. They were predicting little frost later this weekend, so. How about in New Mexico? Well, we're in the 50s today, a little bit um, overcast, lovely uh, spring in the, you know, feeling in the air. But so far, I'm not really seeing anything getting ready to bloom. It still kind of has the wintry look about it out there. But we know it's coming. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> it's beautiful out here. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But, uh, but the allergies come along with it, so we just have to deal with that. We have a phenomenal show today, and uh, we started out with Joni Harms out on the West Coast, and it looks like the entire Campfire Cafe has guests from out far west. So who's joining us today? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. We have the duo, the the wonderful duo, Notable Exceptions, Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps, standing by, um, eager to get them on. And then who will join us after them, Gary? Well, Kathy Moss is going to be joining us, and she is a phenomenal cowboy poet and award winner. And we're going to have a whole lot of fun visiting with Judy and Jennifer and Kathy today on the Campfire Cafe. But right now we want to kick things off with a great song from Notable Exceptions. It's one called More West in Texas from the album Souvenir. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps today on the Campfire Cafe. There's no way to deny Them cowboys might have started there But westward they didn't fly Out here where the sun sinks low The west is wild and free We're more west than Texas boys So head out west and see We love everything about Texas From Lone Star Beer to Swing We love the longhorn cattle and Bonnets in the spring There's big wide open spaces And oil rigs galore But out here in the real west We got something more We're more west than Texas There's no way to deny Them cowboys might have started there But westward they did fly Out here where the sun sinks low The west is wild and free We're more west than Texas boys So head out west and Soil is rich in Washington, our grapes and pears are sweet. The apple orchards where we're from, they're a fruit that can't be beat. Now in Texas, when they grow a tree, it just looks kind of sickly. You'll only find hedge apples there, and all their pears are prickly. We're more west than Texas, there's no way to deny. Them cowboys might have started there, but westward they did fly. 
things slow, the West is wild and free. We're more West than Texas boys, so head out West and see. From Dallas down to Galveston, mighty Texas has gone tame. They'll saddle up a longhorn for a photograph. That's lame. The Alamo's a tourist trap with plastic buoy knives. What's happened to that rough and ready Texas way of life? Their cattle herds are all spread out. You can see them for miles around. They round them up in a pickup truck with AC and stereo sound. We straddle our saddles to gather a herd through forests and mountainside. Rounding up strays in the wilderness wide is a matter of northwest pride. We're more west than Texas, there's no way to deny. Them cowboys might have started there, but westward they did fly. Out here where the sun sinks low, the west is wild and free. We're more west than Texas boys, so head out west and see. We're more west than Texas boys, so head out west and see. Welcome back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard More West Than Texas, written and performed by today's featured guest, Notable Exceptions. Notable Exceptions is a tiny bundle of energy, talent, experience, and musical joy. Their unique sound is a potpourri of folk, western, and novelty tunes. From house concerts to concert halls, Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps are known in the world of Western music for their finely crafted vocal harmony. Their original tunes are lighthearted and conversational. For accompaniment, Judy's tasteful rhythm guitar is right on the button. Jennifer sweetens the sound with tidbits of harmonica, rhythm instruments, flutes, and whistles. The result? Fun fresh, bold Americana. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe returning guests known for their rootin' tootin' nose flutin' fun. <laughs> Notable exceptions, Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, Bobby, say that again, that last part about the nose tootin' rootin' tootin'. What was that? Can you say that again? I I sure can. Rootin' tootin' nose flutin' fun. <laughs> oh gosh. Welcome. Welcome, ladies. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had you. an introduction. Have you ever had an introduction <laughs> quite like that one? Well, you know, I am probably the only professional nose flautist that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully so, I guess. I guess. Gosh. <laughs> you gotta have a good one, you Oh gosh. Hey, how's the weather out on uh, out where? Well, uh, we're like it's pretty good here, really. We're we're in Seattle visiting family, and the weather's pretty nice. Uh, it's there might be some Seattle spit during the day, but we're not. Nobody's going to get wet from it. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's, funny. that's good. Well, I've seen a, a lot of snow everywhere, and uh, and of course here in. Te- you know, I hadn't mentioned this, Bobby, but last Friday after we did the show on Thursday, we had those terrible storms that came through, and mm-hmm. uh, there were several people that were killed as a result of the storms. Trees falling on them. It was just like crazy. Oh. Trees falling on wow. people, 
and uh, oh. we were without power for about 13 hours. So, oh my I'm gosh! I'm glad it was Friday and not glad it was Friday and not Thursday, or we couldn't have done oh. the show. But uh, yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. it's uh, so it's nice to know that the weather is not too bad out in Albuquerque, and it's not too bad out in Washington State where you ladies are. I yeah. think. The last time that you girls were on the show, we were either in the pandemic or just getting ready to go into it. I think and just getting the, ready. I think going in. Wow. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking that was it. So how did the pandemic affect you uh, for the for the next couple of years? Well, it was real interesting. We did a couple of things. We started. We were. You know, the pandemic hit in the springtime, and everybody was so anxious to get out and enjoy one another's company and have live concerts in the park and things like that. And when we were told we couldn't do that, we didn't really, we didn't really stick with that very long. We just found a new way to do it. We launched what we called our COVID porch concert series, and we okay. played from our front porch to our neighbors on their front porch. And we really, we made a lot of noise in town. We had a lot of fun, and we did it, oh, gosh, as long as we could do it without gathering a crowd. Sometimes that was a little more than half an hour at a time, and sometimes, boy, we had to quit at about 20 minutes because people would drive by, and they'd see somebody they knew that they hadn't seen in a long time. And then they get out of their car and then realize, oh, I didn't plan on seeing anybody. I don't have a mask mm-hmm. in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And then they'd mm-hmm. lean over and they'd, you know, they'd whisper to one another because they didn't want to interrupt what we were doing. And we just, we just have to shut it down. And say, okay, the the super spreader is not going to happen in our front yard. So <laughs> we'll see y'all in a week or two. And so we'd try to just, we'd tell our neighbors, um, but try not to announce it to the public, so that. As soon as we gathered a crowd, we'd quit. And we had several seasons of that. We had a spring well, season and a fall season and well, then another spring. Season two, that was the hard part <laughs> when I said, oh, my God, now we're in the season two of the COVID porch concert. How but did we this happen? Yeah, we did record that. We, we, we uh, put a, uh, my cell phone up on a, on a, on a mic stand because we, we set up our sound system and everything. We got dressed up. It was oh, wow. Concerts, by golly. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Those, wow. those recordings are all on our, on our, um, our website, notableexceptions.com. And, uh, wow. I those together, you know, taking out things like when the really big truck or the, you know, the, <laughs> the motorcycle went down the street and the really quiet song. And we said, okay, we're going to start again, you know? So, uh, <laughs> So it, uh, but it was it was really oh, fun to do, and we had you know five or six people sitting spread out across the lawn and lawn chairs, you know. But we're right in town, so um, it's it's well, not I like didn't you didn't go very far. Yeah, didn't you do some traveling during that period of time? Do I remember that you were doing some traveling around the country <laughs> at that period of time? We did do a little bit of traveling, actually. Jennifer just cannot stay home very long. She's been an adventurer <laughs> since she was a very, very teeny tiny thing. And when it's time to go, boy, she's packing. You might as well just go along with her. And so what we decided to do, was we, we launched what we called our coast-to-coast quarantine tour. And we loaded up everything we had, just about everything we owned, and the pet into our mobile quarantine machine. 
and <laughs> we hit the road. How Jim? For how many? We did literally go coast to coast because the plan was we'd go straight to Kansas to see my mom, and then straight to Florida to see my daughter, and then we would drive up the East Coast, which we had never um, been over there. You know, we hadn't done that. Uh, and we figured, what the heck? And of course, weather being what it was, we had to kind of take the long way around because it, the weather didn't want us to leave when Jennifer wanted us to leave. (laughs) We had to go the long way, and I mean the long way. But how many miles did we end up driving, Jennifer? It was 11,682 miles. Oh, wow. 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 So our our route from Washington State to Kansas to see her mom because everything was that that was when you know Texas was freezing too everything through the middle of the country was freezing and I said we're going anyway and so the only thing that wasn't freezing was the the far west coast and so we went all the way down the California coast and over to Phoenix where we dropped Ah. in on some friends for a little bit until until uh, Kansas looked like it wasn't freezing anymore and then we went from from Phoenix up to Topeka to see her mom. You know, so that was – it's kind of a roundabout way. We did a lot of stuff roundabout. Yeah. There were a couple of zigzags in yeah. our loop-de-loop. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. gosh, gosh. Well, I, I knew so that then, there was some real activity going on, so that was <laughs> interesting to follow you gals, your journey as you were traveling through there, which brings me to the next song that we're going to get to. And, Bobby, I'm going to skip around a little bit from the set list that I uh-huh. sent you, but we might as well, yes. after we talk yes. about this 11,000 miles, you know where we're going with this. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna go right into Mobile Travel Guide, and we'll come back and talk more with notable exceptions in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. I love the open road, setting out into the Me, my friend, and share it with me. You're here, 
you're here and I'm here. We're chasing the sun. Two is better than one. And getting there is half the fun. Now I'll need you to read Cindy's directions. Okay, exit one half mile. Then what? <laughs> Turn left at the Johnson's Farm. Oh, the Johnson's? It's the one with the big red barn. The one with the barn. Then a bit further on down this road. To Big Bob's Cafe. Eat here, get gas. <laughs> Not quite as clear as that old mobile travel guide. Do I turn right? No, left, left. You just missed it. Oh, good grief. <gasps> I'm tired of the open road. Tired of setting out into the end. Going into places I've never been. Never been seen. Sights that I've never seen. Never to learn from our mobile travel guide. Now hiring night crawlers. <laughs> Sorry, we're open. <laughs> On the open road, there's so much to see. Stick close to me, my friend, and share it with me. You're here and I'm here. We're chasing the sun. Two is better than one. And getting there is half the fun. Should this look familiar? We're not lost. Find me a campground. I'm done. <laughs> Marvel travel guide. An original. It's all true. <laughs> Judy Coder and Jennifer Epps are our special guests today. It's from their really wonderful album, Souvenir. So, ladies, um, both of you, as kids, did you were, were you, like, thrown in the car and taken on family, you know, vacations using that? That mobile travel guy that probably we all, our dads had. Tell us. Absolutely. It wasn't dad. Yeah, daddy was the driver. But mother did all the planning for every road trip with the mobile travel guide and had it on her lap all the way through the the trip. Because, you know, then when you pass something and Mm -hmm. it was something that the kids were interested, but it didn't fit the itinerary that mother had mapped out for the trip, she'd say, it's okay. I'm sorry we don't have time to stop, but it's okay. I'll read to you from the mobile travel Uh, guide. I mean, I swear uh, every word of this is true. Now, Jennifer didn't really use the mobile travel guide, but she certainly was on the road from an early age. Oh, goodness, yes. My my dad uh, took uh, his young – he was 25 years old, and his young wife and his two young kids – I was three. I was the youngest, three years old. He moved to Australia. For two years, oh, oh wow! And traveled around Australia, um, like drove through the center of Australia when it wasn't even paved yet, um, from bottom to top, and then down the east coast, and, uh, and that took two two years. And so, um, almost half the time of that, we were living in this, you know, it's, it's the first van life thing. You know, it's one of it's a 1962 VW combi wagon. You know, it's wow. like a VW bus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, uh, wow. And I'm I'm in the midst of reading my dad's uh diary that he kind of scribbled in, you know, the whole time doing that and I and I just asked him recently, "How many times did you have to fix that thing?" He says, "Well, you know, when the engine brackets broke the third time, you know, I took a I jacked it up and put a stick underneath this and did that." I'm so, "Oh my god." So yeah, we wow. my family's been very adventurous forever. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. 
So I've got to ask, what did your dad do that you could take two two years and go to Australia? What, what, what well, he do? was he was working. Um, he 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 was a, a part of the union. He was a printer at the Seattle Times newspaper, and when we left okay. here, and so he got jobs in these small towns as a printer for a while. So like wow. actual, you know, lead, lead type yeah. printing. And so he worked, we, we were in Melbourne for like three or four months and he got a job there, but he had written letters ahead of time and, and the, you know, recommendations from the uh, union people saying that he was good at what he did and they always could use somebody else for a while. And wow. so, um, so, he, so he was a printer the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is That's so cool. really cool. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they were camping around from one place to another, they'd take this van and they'd camp in a tent in a World War One surplus tent oh. that had been passed oh. down in three generations of her family camping. And, and wow. And it turns out we thought it was World War II surplus. It was really kind of funny. And I was just reading through some of my grandmother's old stuff that said that my grandmother got it from her parents because it was their oh. World War I surplus. And oh we went gosh. all the way to Australia with us. We camped in it there. We, and back in, in Washington, we camped in it my entire childhood. Then my brother had it for a while, and it is currently in my basement. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah. wow. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. What a life. <laughs> Well, I want to get to another song, and this one is a little bit of a more serious song. Uh, it's one called Night Sky. Tell us about this. Mm, it's beautiful. This is probably our favorite song written by Richard Alloyan, who is one of our very favorite songwriters <laughs> from the state of Nevada. The first song I heard from Richard Alloyan was actually being covered by Bill Barwick, and it was not serious by any means. But it it just goes to show you, and you know where I'm going with this, but it just goes to show you that songwriters, when they're really just born songwriters, they observe the world around them and spit it back out at us in in poetry and music. And it might be silly and it might be serious, and some songs are written for storytelling purposes, and some are written for jokes, but this one is very clearly written for love. Well, it is a beautiful song, and Richard is a great writer as well as performer. But this is Night Sky. It's by Notable Exceptions. We'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. Summer day 
Close your eyes and you dream away. You can watch the past and future roll by like movie scenes. And wake bewildered, you don't know what it means. But I don't have dreams the way I used to do. If I want a dream at all, I'll dream of you. Never knew I would love you this much. Could be one lifetime, might not be enough. Or it's a mystery Lovers claim it's math and chemistry But I don't feel love The way I used to do I guess I've learned there's more to this Than just an I love you Pick some out and we'll make them ours And when I dream of love and my wishes all come true We can thank our lucky stars But I'll know it was you written by Richard Alloyan, such a beautiful song. It is so fun to reconnect with both of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know we've been talking about you on the road, and, and and as we were just mentioning, I was thinking about, so what's that like pulling into different campgrounds during the quarantine time? Did you have, you know, challenges with that? And I know that you're very connected to the RVing world because um, you're on the road so much. You want to talk about, you have something coming up in uh, September. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yes, we have made arrangements to perform for the National Convention of the RVing Women Association. We're very excited about that. We performed for regional gatherings of that fine group, but this is extra special for us because this will be opening up their national convention in Oregon this September Wow. So how many, do you have a sense of how many um, are, will, will everybody come in their RV? Is it set up on a, on a big um, fairground or campground or? 
Yes, it'll be at a fairground in Salem, Oregon, and okay. most all of the attendees will be there with their RVs, and that means that for everybody that's in our audience, there's an entire 30 to 40 foot RV in the parking lot for that one person <laughs> in that seat. So that's a oh, wow. really big parking lot full of motorhomes. Wow. So but do they you understand see, um, mobile travel guides. <laughs> they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see all, I mean, I'm assuming you see Airstreams and, I mean, you see vintage oh, and yeah. you see new and you see, must see a whole array of of mobile homes. Yes, because or, people join the, uh, the RVing women for uh, a lot of different reasons. They join for the camaraderie. There are educational events and opportunities for people who are just learning to move in a motorhome on their or own. Back up um, a trailer. <laughs> maybe oh. they live in it. Maybe they're just using it for weekends for entertainment and fun. And so uh, it meets all of those. The uh, organization meets all of those needs and, and meets their members where they are. And it's a wonderful wow. organization. How fun. I know Gary has queued up. Um, Gary, do you want to say something about their their new single? Well, this is uh, it's a great single. It's a cover that uh, Casey Musgrave did, and it's, uh, it ties right into this because it's called My House. But uh, let's take a listen to that and then come back, and we're going to let everybody find out again how they can stay in touch with Judy and Jennifer. But uh, right now, let's take a listen to My House. We'll be right back. One, two, three. <laughs> upon a hill when you can have one on four wheels and take it anywhere the wind might blow you don't ever have to mow the yard just hang a map and throw a dart pray to god the engine starts and go water and electric and a place to drain the septic any koa is a-okay as long as i'm with you so come on hitch your wagon to the living room i'm dragging if I can't bring you to my house, I'll bring my house to you. Parking lots and county lines and counting mile marker signs where the buffalo and antelope all roam. Greetings from Niagara Falls, one more postcard for the wall, off in our home, sweet home, away from home. Water and electric, and a place to drain the septic, any KOA is A-OK, as long as I'm with you. So come on, hit your wagon, to the living room I'm dragging, if I can't bring you to my house, I'll bring my house to you. And Washington and Idaho and Oregon and away we go to Tennessee and Arkansas. No, we won't stop till we've seen them all, till we've seen them all. So what else could you ask for? You don't even need a passport to see the whole world from our living room. So come on, hitch your wagon to the happiness I'm dragging. If I can't bring you to my house, I'll bring my house to you. If I can't bring you to my house, I'll bring my house to you. 
don't matter where we go, we'll never be alone. Anywhere beside you is a place that I'll call home. It don't matter where we go, we'll never be alone. Anywhere beside you is a place that I'll call home. Jennifer Epps, Judy Coder, notable exceptions, and that is my house. And it has been so much fun to have the two of you back on the show and share your music and this is a little bit. And uh, and I'm kind of tempted to try to find an RV or something and hit the road. <laughs> I'm, <into> some... <laughs> I'm just glad that, fun, yeah, I'm... Oh, boy. Hello, oh, Gary. Hello, hello. Uh, can can you, can you, hey, okay, no, that's fine. I just had lost you, Gary. I'm sorry. You're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my, my question is for the people around the world that want to get your music and know where you're performing outside of the RV uh, event that's in uh, in. Uh, Oregon a little bit later this year. Tell us how that we can find you and get your music. Everything you need to know about us can be found on our website, notableexceptions.com. All right, notableexceptions.com. Sometimes people say, and more than what you really want to know, but I think it's everything that you want to know about notable <laughs> That's exceptions. That's true. It's possible, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to wait until the beginning of another pandemic to have you ladies come back and visit with us. Thank but you. you have been absolutely great. You have been great. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you, Gary. Well, you Thank are you, so Bobby. welcome. You are so welcome. We look forward to having you back. When we come back, we're going to be talking with a phenomenal cowboy poet called A.K., Kathy Moss, you're listening to the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. They come prancing, help bend they rise. To go a dancing with a gal at their side, no care of riches or growing old. Just youth and a chance to ride so bold. They come prancing, and hell-bent, they ride. They ride into town with money and time. Not much of either, they stand in line with a drink in their grip as the pianos play. One last poker chip as night turns to day. The cattle are calling, and just like the wind, they ride to the desert where she beckons again. No more to dance with the gals at their side, they leave a prancing, and hell-bent they ride. Today and tomorrow, just days of the week, not looking beyond, not daring to speak as seasons and years just slip on by. Catch another bronc they've been wanting to try, not wanting to trade their home on the range, not understanding civilized change, sifting through those years with life entwined, with knowledge and scars, that help bind them to a life they love to live. The horses, the freedom, the take and the give. They yearn for still more, a knock from hell's door. Can't ever relive them those years of before. A shift in the wind, though subtle by far. 
make mere men much more than what they are. Wind blown and silent, unmeasured by time, permanent progress draws a thin line for the men who ride for the brand, who survive Mother Nature with strong weathered hands. Asking only in turn for just one more day. For freedom, a good horse, and a dry place to stay. So they can come prancing and hell-bent to ride. And to go a-dancing with a gal at their side. No care for riches at peace to grow old. They've taken their chances and have rode so bold. They come a-prancing and hell-bent they ride. Welcome back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe. We are now going to chat with our good friend, A.K. Moss, known as Kathy, to those of us that know and love her. And we just heard the title track from her album, They Come Prancing. Kathy is an authentic Western woman who rides cutting horses and has worked with mild, wild mustangs. She is cowboyed in Oregon and dedicated her life to understanding horse communication. She writes of the experiences and characters of those around her. With a passion for words, she keeps the heart and soul of Western traditions alive in novels, rhyme, and rhythm. And you'll hear this throughout our time with her today. We'll be playing tracks, more tracks from her award-winning recording project, They Come Prancing. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, International Western Music Association's 2019 and 2020 Cowboy Poetry CD of the Year and 2021 Female Poet of the Year Award winner and our friend, Kathy Moss. Welcome, Kathy. Yay. Hello. How are you? <laughs> hey, Kathy. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I've been doing really, really well. It has been forever. Good. You guys, it's so good to hear your voice. Well, thank you. It's good to have you back with us. And I can't, I, matter of fact, I can't remember when you were on the Campfire Cafe last. And was that pre-pandemic, uh, I guess? Yeah, I believe it was 2018. Oh, God. Yeah, last time I got a chance oh, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? I don't know. We didn't what? have you on when, when Prancing came out? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, you're on with us now. Well, a lot, a lot has went on, and I can't imagine you guys trying to keep up with everything you're doing. Um, yeah, uh, but gosh. no, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been a while. So, so good to visit with you guys. It's good to visit with you. You know, we did, um, we Mary Kay and I did a couple of different specials that were online uh, a couple of years ago. And you participated in, I think it was the Christmas or the Thanksgiving show? Thanksgiving, yes. Thanksgiving show. And we had thousands of people around the world that uh, that tuned in for that. And you were so gracious to be, uh, be the poet that was part of that. Thanksgiving special, and that was so cool. Well, I guess it was during the pandemic too, because we did that because people were uh, were having to stay home, and so we did yep, that show yep. online. Yeah, and that yeah, was an amazing was show. That was a that was a great time, and you and Mary Kay are so so awesome. Um, I just love the heck out well, of her. Um, well, thank so, you. But yeah, it's thank good to I, I think she, I think she's somewhere listening to the show, so she heard that. So. Now her head, her head will be swelling. Her head will be swelling. But anyway, 
<laughs> so what were you what were you doing for the rest of the time during the pandemic? And by the way, uh, you know you, you had a you suffered a great loss during that period of time as well. And uh, yeah, and it's so good to see you seeming to do very well right now. You know, I I am. Um, it's uh, was an event of new beginnings and uh, some pretty sad goodbyes. Um, but I. Um, been working through all you know all that that went on uh Lewis and trace was uh you know um after thirty five years of marriage i think uh you know you you have an extra half there that that you have to rebuild mm-hmm. and and uh all that he uh gave to me and and he left me a letter you know and all that good stuff um yeah and told me to live my life you know keep going and do not stop you know no excuses continue to write you need to write people need to hear you. And that was such a, a blessing to hear from him. And, um, yeah, and it helped me push forward to say, don't stop here. You know, this is just a, a place to rest for a full, few moments and, and uh, pick up and keep going. So, yeah. And yeah. I have been a whirlwind for the last, oh, probably, I don't know, eight, ten months. It's just been a whirlwind for me. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, it's great to see you feeling better and doing better. And <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I mentioned that we had allergies here in Tennessee with everything blooming, and I actually am suffering a little bit from there right now. So I have to, I have to Are clear you? my throat. You know what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've been spending a little bit your, of time down in California. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you yeah, been? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been down in California. Uh, I have a, a new gentleman in my life right now, um, and I've been going down and seeing his side of the country and and uh, sharing my family with him and just kind of having a great time down there. But they are blooming, and we're up here in nine-degree weather. So I mowed, my, I, mowed, I mowed his lawn the other day thinking, oh, I have the best of both worlds. I get to come up here and play in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> go down there and enjoy the blooming of uh, almond trees. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny, Kathy, because I was kidding. I guess that was on on uh, the show last week, wasn't it, Bobby? When I said Mary Kay would be having to cut the grass before long. Yeah. And, yeah. and sure enough, sure enough, <laughs> Monday she was out mowing the grass and got it done. It's like bless your heart. That's a southern expression, but I think it's good everywhere. Bless your heart, darling. <laughs> well, you know, when California is blooming, Kathy, I remember moving from Connecticut in Feb- in uh, January of 91 and hitting Pasadena. And, um, you know, Connecticut in January, there's, there's nothing blooming of any kind. And it was like the Wizard of Oz when you walk, all of a sudden it's color. You know, you're watching that movie and it goes from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. It was like yes. pansies were so big. I was asking, are these pansies? People were looking at me like I was, you know, like a crazy woman. <laughs> And I'm pointing out things like, could this possibly be what you know, whatever? And um, and then when you're in another area, you know, there's all kinds of things you've never seen before. You don't know what the jacaranda tree is; it's just blooming purple, you know. And so you're asking right. people, and they, you discover a lot of them don't even know what the things are that are blooming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a tree. it's a tree that blooms purple flowers. We're good. Oh uh, <laughs> gosh, that is hilarious. Well, it's a big difference, and uh, and we were talking about doing that Thanksgiving show at that time. 
I had moved from Tennessee to Utah with Mary Kay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and then and then seven months later, we moved back here to Nashville, and uh, happily moved back here to Nashville. I might add. But, uh, you know, you, you, you look now and they've got terrible snow out there. I, I, an lady Crane posted some photographs the other day, and I know she did a great photograph for you recently. Yeah. But it was like, I think the snow was about to cover her house out in Park City. And at the same yeah. time, it's like 80, deg- 80 degrees here in Nashville. So it's like no complaints. <laughs> no complaints. Yeah. Well, I saw those pictures of Anita's and it was like, holy cow. Um, I'm yeah. supposed to go over and visit with her for the next project that her and I are working on. And, and I keep looking at her place thinking, you know, if I get over there, she's going to have me shovel snow from, uh, yeah, I don't know I if I'll ever get out. She'd put you to work. <laughs> she'd put you to work. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's get to some more poetry. And, uh, and this is a great, great poem that you've done uh, called Red Roan. And uh, a little bit of the more serious Serious note, but tell us about Red Roan. Red Roan. Oh, my gosh. Um, That poem there came out of my pen about 1989, 1990. And um, I never thought I'd ever write a a love story, but that poem influenced me. And I I told Trace I wanted to write a book. And uh, actually, I'm in the process of doing that now. But... um, it's uh, about a, a young Indian boy that is half white and half Nez Perce. And um, it's his challenges of overcoming and the choices he makes to overcome and become uh, a person of uh, strength and courage. And um, I just, I, I so love how um, we put that together um, with um um, uh, Jim Klusmeyer, who is the, my producer, my um, recorder, and uh, I had a great team to put the music together for me. I was trying to think. Michael Daddle was on that, and he included a flute. And, I mean, it just come together so well, and uh, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you um, how much that meant to me that it pulled together so well. I'm glad you enjoy that. Well, it is it is beautiful. Let's take a listen to Red Roan. It's by Kathy Moss. We'll be back in just a moment. One day a boy was born out on the prairie hill. A place so free that spirits play upon the wind, yet still. His mother, who had buried her love, had given birth alone. With Indian blood from his father, and her skin so fair, she called the boy Red Roan. And she'd sing, race the prairie wind, Red Roan, be wild and free. Race the prairie wind, Red Roan, be all that you can be. A whisper on the wind, Red Roan, catch her if you can, for she'll challenge you as you become a man. She watched him grow through the years, his hair like ebony mane, his eyes as dark as the horses he rode, the wind he raced to tame. They moved closer to town and called it their new home. It confined his wild spirit, and his ponies could no longer roam. 
He went to school as a normal kid, though it didn't feel right, for they mocked his name and race. With hatred, they taught him to fight. Yet his ma would say, You race that prairie wind, Red Roan, be wild and free. Race the prairie wind, Red Roan, be all that you can be. A whisper on the wind, Red Roan, catch her if you can, for she will challenge you as you become a man. He went to school and he done his work. He made a silent stand, but stayed with the horses he loved that he taught with patient hand. He finally understood the change in life when he heard his mama cry, for sickness took her all too soon. But the day before she'd die, she took her son's hands into hers and sang one more time that simple song she had put to rhyme. Race the prairie wind, Red Roan, be wild and free. Race the prairie wind, Red Roan, be all that you can be. A whisper on the wind, Red Roan, catch her if you can, and I will be beside you as you become a man. Well, years passed and he grew tall, was respected by the town. His horses were sought after, for no better could be found. He could hear his mother's whispers as he'd raced the prairie wind across the rolling hills, his home that had been. When a woman appeared before him with long black flowing hair, as wild as the prairie wind, she rode without a care. No words were spoke as they met. She rode with style and grace as she nudged her roan forward and challenged him to a race. The wind was given chase as neck and neck they ran, neither taking lead nor giving in. They rode without a plan. And when they finally pulled up together, her eyes as dark as night, her laughter sang on the wind, her face radiant and bright. But what caught him off guard and struck clear to the bone was when she said, My name is Prairie Wind, and my stud I call Red Roan. So race that prairie wind, Red Roan, be wild and free. Race that prairie wind, Red Roan, be all that you can be. A whisper on the wind, Red Roan, catch her if you can, for she will ride at your side now that you're a man. Cass? Yes. Kathy Moss, I didn't mean, I, that, that's such a, I'm sorry I cut that off just a tiny bit. That was Kathy Moss, Red Roan, one of my favorite pieces from this fabulous album, They Come Prancing. And Kathy, I remember the very, very first time I heard this piece and I was absolutely captivated. I couldn't multitask. I had to just stop and listen and and as the story reveals itself and we have that final um, that final almost lyric, I, I remember the, like the hair standing up on my arms and just feeling um, that I had just heard something absolutely amazing. And um, it has long been a favorite of mine. So I was happy to see that Gary put it on the set list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy too. You know, I have a hard time with that particular piece. Um, I don't do it very often live. Because it seems like at the very end of that, I always choke up, and I uh-huh. don't know for sure. You know, usually after you say it for a while, you can kind of, you know, get through the emotion. You can portray the emotion, but you don't, you know, fall into it. And I, I kind of get choked up at the end of that one every time I do it. 
Mm-hmm. It's powerful. I see. It's powerful. I see from your I I see from your Facebook page you're actually conducting a class on on writing right now. Yes. Yes. This is my third month of um, doing writing um, for novels, and um, it has been an absolute wonderful wonderful experience. And the um, the the students that I have are incredible they're writing anything from memoirs to uh about a rescue horse to love letters from Mm. my grandmother that she had collected and um developing those characters and the storyline and the plot and all of that is just like second nature to me and i'm just so thrilled and honored to coach them along and and have them start putting their story on paper Uh, because we all have stories that need to be told and influence people that you know we thought wouldn't you know would never we would never touch somebody by a story then stories are pretty important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that's wonderful congratulations on that that's very exciting very exciting thank you yeah i'm pretty proud of them they <laughs> we just had a class last night and and at the first of march i had um i've been having six students i did not want any more than eight because uh, we work really mentally on on what stops you from putting words on a paper or you know those types uh-huh. of things. But I did not want any more than eight, and I had six for the last three months. And when I pulled in March first, and and we started working on it, I had two show up, and I thought, boy, my my class shrunk. I must not have done something right. <laughs> and um, what is amazing is that um, when. Uh, they, when I pulled up last night, um, the whole dang class was there, all of them. And um, they had pen in hand 15 minutes early and, and ready to go back to work. So apparently wow. there was a lot going on that other week. But, yeah, real sweet. And uh, like I say, it's it's such an honor to, to coach them along and learn from them. And, you know, because uh, you never stop learning. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, a, it's just an inspirational thing to see them get so excited about what they've written. And, and uh, hopefully they get to pursue beyond this. Um, they're actually harassing me, telling me that I can't stop the class. <laughs> so I have to wait till the <laughs> fall before I go uh, back. You know, uh, summertime is uh, way too hard to to get uh-huh. people to to you know write um, on a committed basis, one on one. The Zoom works. I have a, a gentleman from Indiana that uh, really wanted to take my class, so I called him, and we've been talking over the phone. Uh, working with him, but um, there's something about the energy in that class when you have everybody together, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it just it just sparks a light and people start talking and and I miss that from after mm-hmm. 2020. You know we kind of got a little separated in so many. That's years. right. That is mm-hmm. right. That is right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yesterday Kathy was the International Day of the Woman. And uh, we are celebrating Western women all month on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network for the Campfire Cafe series. And uh, this next poem is called Lines Upon Her Face. But I just wanted to ask you, uh, what Western women have played an influence in your life? First and foremost, my mother. Um her strength and independence and her courage to keep moving forward when when disaster happens um you know she, she she's just amazing um 
the one that really is near and dear to me that I haven't seen in quite a while. I need to stop and see her, of course, is Billy Flick, um, a buckaroo that softened me from a rough-talking gal-gal that, you know, could talk like a sailor. Um, she softened <laughs> uh, her, her, her demeanor, made me realize I don't have to be that roughneck. Um, I, can, I can make a point, whether it be with animals or whether it be with people with a softer voice and a, and a calmer demeanor than what I was raised with. So it's kind of a, a neat thing. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate darn near every woman I've met when when you start hearing their stories um why they are the way they are and how they you know how they've conquered so many things in their life and and i'm just so uh honored to write the poems that i do about the women that have came into my life and lines upon her face is a tribute to basically all the women that are out there oh wow the best well, that i could make it anyway. well, let's let's take a listen to lines upon her face you're listening to the Campfire Cafe, heard around the world, online at equestrianlegacy.net, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment. Humbled by grace, by lines on her face, wisdom and try, strong voice from living hard choices when things go awry. Her eyes have seen hardship. Heard the autumn call. She's felt sage and soil, tasted rain of spring and fall. She smelled the beauty of the seasons, from floral to burning hair. She's endured the pain of failure and the emptiness waiting there. The strength in her hand, given from land, she sets her will and mind. She's smart and couth, developed from youth. She's authentic bold, and kind. And don't get me wrong, she's a thousand strong and is peppered across this earth. She is steeped in tradition. From her elders, she'd listen to the stories seasoned in salty worth of the wisdom, experience, and the stories for her brine. The fable in Braille, she searches truth in tale as humor and strength entwine. Experience gives gravel, through the journey she'll travel, made of blood and stone. Each day life and death, the gift of breath, she faces each alone. The number of friends that she's kept through the years have stepped beyond tangible belief as she says hello and goodbye, always giving one more try to find happiness beyond grief. She's gathered and sorted, birthed and aborted, She's given and taken in blood. She has waded in snow, learned to let go, and has been drug through the mud. She might lend a hand, lease out her land, can build fence, stack, and home. And she'll always care, share, and challenge a dare, not afraid of a little chrome. Her labels in life, daughter, sister, and wife, all have taken their silent place. Her reflection in the mirror is only made clear through the lines upon her face.
That's Kathy Moss, and that's Lines Upon Her Face. It's a celebration of Women of the West, and we're celebrating Women of the West this month on the Campfire Cafe. Uh, Kathy, you've done a little, little horsing around in your life, haven't you? I I have. <clears throat> all all types and breeds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. So do you have a favorite horse as you go back and you think? Because I do have. I have I have a favorite horse that comes to mind. I have two, but one that really comes to mind. But do you have a favorite horse right. that comes to mind for you? Um, the one that uh, stuck with me the longest was, his name was The Kid. And he was a, a bay horse. He was a double-bred Hancock. And um, my dad bought him as a nine-year-old. He was green. And um, he rode him around a little bit, and Papa's getting pretty sick and getting a little bit weaker, and so he thought he was going <clears> to <throat> get out of the horse business, and uh, he was going to sell that horse. And I could not stand, for the life of me, I could not stand somebody else having, you know, Pop's last horse. So I scraped up the money, and, and I brought him home, and... I had him. He was 32. I lost him about four years ago. And, oh wow! Um, wow. That little horse there was was everything plus whatever I expected. Um, and he not only um, humbled me in so many respects. He uh, you know taught so many kids because I do riding lessons in the summer and that type of stuff. Uh, he taught so many kids how to to ride and have balance and. Um, go through creeks and swim in ponds and, you know, uh, do that on top of chasing a cow, you know, across the desert was not a big deal to him. And, uh, yeah, I, even at 32, you know, he looked like he was probably 15. Uh, he just oh, wow. himself so well, but he was, he was pretty incredible and, and, uh, will be near and dear to my heart. Now that I have Hitchy, um, Hitch actually got to, it's kind of funny you know, when you have a horse so long, like the kid, I bought Hitch about three years before um, before I lost the kid. And that old fool horse, he was he was the lead horse of, of the, the six head that I had down here. And um, he would always go through the gate first. And when I brought Hitch home, Hitch was probably, I think it was eight months, ten months old. And um, kid took him under his wing, and he would let the little guy go through the the gate first. He let him eat first. He wouldn't push him <laughs> out of the hay. <laughs> and I think I <laughs> I actually posted there was a time where Hitch was out there laying in the in the middle of the pasture, and the kid was standing over the top of him, and and uh, I all I could think of was teach him well, my old friend, you know. And now Hitch is just taken into the steps of the kid in so many ways. So oh, wow. Wow. I don't put as many miles in the saddle as I used to by any means, but I know for a fact that, uh, um, yeah, th th that hitch would, anytime I go to step on him, I can go six, eight, ten months without riding and step on him. He might buck a little bit, but, you know, he, he doesn't buck to hurt me. He just bucks because he thinks that he should and tell me that he's a real horse. <laughs> And then away we go. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, the kid, he is uh, buried out underneath a tree out here and, and forever will be in my heart. One of my favorite horses, but as oh. I was thinking about it, I was getting emotional. So I thought, man, I can't do this. So, but horses <laughs> just play a special, 
you know, they just play a special part in your life. And uh, yeah. and some of them you, you just never forget. Uh, so Hitch was like that for you. For and, sure. And I've had yeah. a couple. Uh, yeah, I had an old one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say no, I, I, gonna I had say. another another horse called Deacon that uh, I sent down to Billy to ride for a little bit. And one day I got a phone call from her, and he says, you know, Cass, I think your horses like you. She says, Deacon became a cow pony today. She don't, He don't like being a cow pony. So I called her, and I said, hey, what's going on? She says, well, he kind of bucked me off. I said, he did? She says, yeah, he cut the first cow out, and he was so proud of himself. He said, but the second cow came and scared him to death. She says, and I said, no, you got to hold your line. And he says, I'm not holding it. And he bucked her off. And I said, well, where are you at? She said, I'm in the hospital. He broke my leg. Oh, <laughs> me, me, oh. me, 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 me. And I thought, Billy Flick, mm-hmm. of all people, instead of saying, you're stinking mm. horse, you know, doggone. And he, she's just like, yeah, Deacon became a cow pony today. He don't like being a cow pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I remember I remember selling a, a, a beautiful black stallion that I had to uh, – to a trainer that had had him for a little while and uh, she did this Pirelli stuff and she was out doing her Pirelli thing with him one day. And uh, the the next thing I know, she's in the hospital because he just did not take to this Pirelli stuff. And uh, as soon as she got out of the hospital, sadly, the vet was out gilding him and it's like, Oh man, I wish I'd known you were going to do that. I would have bought him back from you or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, this is Lady Buckaroo. You never know. You never know. You never know. This is Lady Buckaroo. We'll be back. We're talking with Kathy Moss today on the Campfire Cafe. Woke up cold again this morning on bedroll canvas frost. Fall to winter comes a courting searching for those that are lost sagebrush fire for her coffee water too cold to heat her breath blows frost in the sunrise and she still can't feel her feet her hands burned by rope and sun now froze by wind and ice scarred by battles lost and won do or die and don't think twice for she's a child of sage and sand a stewardess of the land and a city is where she don't fit. She'd rather ride the range and notice nature's change and feel her ponies on the bit. Or with a horsehair Makati on a rawhide bozelle, or maybe a two-rein to the spade. From these two hands, most can tell of how her ponies are made. There's a rhythm, a heartbeat, a price that she'll pay, riding day to day. Making a living through her pony's feet. Settle into the old long trot. There's a summer ahead. For you see what he's got in the Brandon pen. On the black rock slide. On the trail and the gather. On the long divide. And you ride back through the meadow. Cleansing all your sins. It's cold out here on the buckaroo. Well, the sun is coming on. The frost is almost gone. She hears a calf bawling down the draw. What's lost now found a musical sound. 
a promise kept made to its ma. And she'll saddle her old pony who acts like he don't know thee and questions what she'll do. He might buck a little, but she steps upon him. They both have the grit to follow through. And wherever that she'll roam, she's made this life her own and takes a little pride in what she'll do. A little rough to some, but through the work she's done, they call her a lady buckaroo. She is a lady buckaroo. Lady Buckaroo, that's Kathy Moss, accompanied by our friend, Mr. Bryn Hill, and that is a terrific poem as well, Kathy. And, uh, Thank you. You know, it has it has been so much fun having you join us today, and it's been way too long since you were on the Campfire Cafe, and we'll just have to correct that, have you back again. You got a new, new album that you're working on yet? Um, I'm working on a new poetry book with... Um... Anita Crane. It's going to be uh, Western poetry, uh, stories, and quotes. And uh, we're taking photography, and she's embedding them into the into the book. And that's oh, wow. pretty pretty dang. Um, it's going to be one of a kind. Of course, I can't wow. see um, my words. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm so excited about pulling this one together. It's going to be called Wink, Nod, and Sigh, and it'll mm-hmm. have the humorous part. Um, the nod part are things like the truth and those, and and then uh, at the at the end the sigh part is the goodbyes and the you know the the new starts and the things that we just kind of have to deal with at the end. So it'll be a three part yeah. book. And wow. The, wow. But wow. Anita is so amazing, and and her talent is just amazing to me. Uh, what decorative or artistic eye she has. So I'm I'm really honored to have her part of the project. Well, that is great. That is great. Well, yeah. Neats is pretty cool, and, uh, and yeah. she actually, well, she, I don't know how many photographs she's done of Mary Kay over the years. It's just yeah. like, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and and then she did our engagement photographs, and so she's just a talented, talented gal. Well, we and look they forward were to gorgeous. seeing in the book. They were. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm yeah, tickled about it. Yeah, yeah. So. we look forward to seeing the book when it comes out. Well, tell folks how they can find you on social media and your website and get your books and get your poetry and your CDs. How can how can our worldwide audience do that? So uh, akmossbooks.com um, is where you can find most of my stuff. My blogs are on there and um, my my books and my CDs. And... That that's the easiest way because my email's on there, my contact information if you need to get a hold of me or whatever, um, and it's it's uh, the easiest way to go about it. I'm kind of on a new adventure of uh, a personality speaker to the Ag group and the FFA kids and students. They just oh, wow. got back from California doing that, so um, that's working out pretty well for me also. Wow. Just a a whirlwind, Gary, just a whirlwind. (laughs) That's fantastic. I mean, that's what you want. That is what you want. 
and uh, we're well, we excited for you about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's Western women. That's that's kind of uh, the thing. You you, you ladies have uh, affected more people than you will ever know, and that that's a pretty cool deal. A pretty cool deal. Well, thanks. well we're going to look forward to having you come back and join us again, and uh, okay. we're going to close out this segment with another great poem. And it's called Writing Out to Me Today. Anything that you'd like to tell us about this? That poem there I wrote in Colorado uh, went during the Durango gathering um, from, a po- from a poster that uh, uh, was on the, that we needed to write about. But anyways, and it was amazing. I had watched a, a cowboy um, stand at the um, bunkhouse door and watch a bunch of youth kids and I was actually one of those um, watched them ride out and realized and he had to stay back and um, yeah that's how that poem came about just the thought of not able to step on and go with them but wishing everybody well on the way well it's a great poem Kathy Moss you have been a fantastic guest and thanks for being with us thank today you. we'll be back hey, thank you in just it's a so moment. good to hear from you okay. well it's great to talk with you I've watched it several times of those that I rode before. As light on the horizon fills the bunkhouse door, I'm taken in the morning as the ponies come to drink. The silence brings reality that makes me stop and think. I've heard the wind whisper with the ghosts of the past, of wild times and horses and the stories that they cast. Two hundred years of history traipsed across this ground. Just memories now churning. No evidence to be found. With the promise of early winter, the sage begins to sway the hump of cold back as they saddle up the gray. And that sorrow feeling froggy of what he's yet to be He anticipates with forefoot of the things he's going to see. When stirrup meets foot leather, with a swing and a sigh, with straight back and bat wing shafts, there's no asking questions why when the cow boss takes the lead. A light feel of leg, the horse is stepping out, though the plan is somewhat vague. To the mute morning, there is now a rhythm and a sway of soft hoofbeats drumming, riding out to meet the day. For years I've ridden with them, the frost on the dawn, the salt of sweat, the grit of life, the crisp air being drawn into the lungs of fresh horses pulling on the bit. In memory I have to sigh. (laughs) I'll be missing it. The cavy grazes together. They don't seem to mind. A bob of head and nip and knicker for those left behind and a coyote in the distance calling to its mate. Her breakfast is a-lackin' and the time is getting late. An elk bugles at the change as autumn comes to call. Now a cow bawls to her calf that makes that moment stall. I've rode this country like a whisper in the breeze. I felt a little pride with a horse between my knees. I watch in silence now for there's a little trace as I stand within the shadows 
as they now take my place. With coffee in my hand, I bid them on their way. For now it is their turn, riding out to meet the day. Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, 
Well, how else you gonna lose it all like daddy did? What else will make sure you leave nothing for your kids? It's too late now, you know it is, you might as well admit That you're the badly flawed and sentimental masochisticness And that despite all the statistics and the advice that you get You will always have cows around, yeah Everything is better with cows around Living in town sometimes brings me down Well, you won't know what you're missing till you hear that sound May you always have cows around May you always have cows around Cows around, that's Mr. Corblund all the way from Canada joining us today. Well, welcome back to Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm Gary Holt in Nashville, and Bobby Jean Bell is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And joining us now is the co-owner of Nash West Adventures, Miss Mary Kay Holt. Hey, Mary Kay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you for you're having kind of, me on your show, Mr. Holt. Well, you're welcome. You're kind of getting used to. Yeah, you're kind of getting used to this uh, radio thing, aren't you? Um. Yes. <laughs> it still makes me nervous every time. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. So Mary Kay uh, co-host with me on a new show. That's not so new now. I think we just finished uh, recording our eighth, seventh or eighth episode, but uh, that's called Live from Nashville, and that's on uh, Saturdays at noon Central Standard Time on our website, mm-hmm. equestrianlegacy.net, and iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, and I think two or three other, two or three other places that you can pick it up as well, but... Um, Bobby, Mary Kay is so creative, and so she came up with a new business for us called Nash West Adventures, and uh, how is it that you're so creative, Ms. Holt? (laughs) Um, I'm really good at coming up with ideas, and just, but... You know, putting it all together is where the magic is. And when we found this incredible place that has horseback rides in Amarillo, Texas, we knew that it was Gia towards that place. And so that's kind of, you know, I think it's not only just having the idea, but finding the right place to make that idea really be appealing to people. Well, that's true, and and uh, and so the first Nash West adventure, Bobby, is going to take place in Amarillo, Texas, at Palo Duro Canyon, the first weekend in October. And uh, Mary Kay, can you tell us a little bit about what people are going to be able to do and see there on that trip? Well, it's we've designed it to be a weekend trip for couples or for singles. 
And um, we are going to be meeting on Friday We're at, in Amarillo, which has an airport there. And we'll be visiting um, the largest museum in Texas or in, in northern Texas. Texas. I'm not sure. In Texas. Yeah. And yeah. it's called the Great Plains. Or is the Panhandle Museum? It's called Panhandle Plains, and it's on the uh, University of Texas, A&M University's campus there in Canyon, Texas. And so uh, we'll be visiting that museum. And then this was my idea. I'll take credit for this, Bobby. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go visit a winery after that and, uh, Mm -hmm. and tour the winery because Texas is wine country now. Just like mm-hmm. Napa is wine country in California, there are a lot of wineries here in Tennessee as well now. But Texas is known for its wineries. So we'll be touring a winery, and then we'll have dinner, and then we'll have entertainment at the hotel that evening by Miss Mary Kay Holt and Tisha Hedden. And then uh, Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, these allergies are killing me. Saturday, we will be, uh, we'll have free time, and I think a lot of folks are going to go out and visit Cadillac Ranch and uh, tour Route 66 because there are a lot of places on Route 66 to visit. Bobby, have you ever done that? Have you ever been on Route 66 and visit? Yes. Yes, we have, and we've been in different parts of it, and um, we have seen some of the side attractions, and it's, it, is, um, it is really fun. <laughs> To do that, yes. And I see um, you also have Tisha McKenna is going to be joining you as well. Yes. Tisha is going to be joining us as well. Yeah. But uh, after a free morning for people to go out and visit some areas that they just love to see in Amarillo and on Route 66, then we will be going to Los Cedros Ranch uh, and visiting with cowgirls and cowboys of the West and we have a three-hour ride around Palo Duro Canyon lined up, a fantastic chuck wagon dinner, and then uh, entertainment again that evening with uh, Mary Kay and Tisha. And uh, then on Sunday, people are able to fly back home or drive back home, whatever they'd like to do. But that's all part of the very first Nash West Adventures experience and so that's going to be a whole lot of fun and we're going to have information about that event posted on the equestrian legacy website equestrianlegacy.net and uh, we're also going to be having uh, phyllis golden who is the owner of los edwards ranch and cowgirls and cowboys of the west on the show next week to really fill us in on everything that they have going on and bobby do you remember phyllis was on the show years ago um, I do remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I think her family was like they owned Holiday Inn or major stockholders or something on Holiday Inn, and, and uh, very very embedded in the uh, in the culture there in Amarillo. So we're gonna have fun talking with her. But that's the first experience with. Gary, we we lost, yeah. somehow lost Gary again, Bobby Jean. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so those allergies. Will, <laughs> it's those allergies, I know. 
So, yeah. All right. You know, well, we're, we're, oh, you're back. He, he's back. I'm back. I don't. I don't know what's yeah. happening here, but uh, we're in and out. But I was saying that uh, Nash West Adventures Music City is something that you're planning, isn't it? Can you give yeah. us a little and overview? A, yes, a women's trip, and you know, I Nashville is such a fun place to visit. And there's a billion things that you can do, and I think people want an excuse to be able to come out and experience this city and the music. So I'll be putting together a all-women's trip to Nashville. So that's going to the, the all the details of that are coming out soon. And you know, frankly, you and I, Gary, these are smaller groups. I think we have a maximum of 18 people for um, for Amarillo, Texas. And the same with the the Nashville trip that I'm planning. It's, you know, kind of a limited number. We're really hoping that we can turn this into something that we're doing more often and, you know, getting out and experiencing things with people as a group of friends, which is always more fun, you know, creating those memories. Well, it is a lot of fun. And, uh, And we also have another event that we will announce a little shortly, but plans are in the works for uh, maybe an adventure up to the Big South Fork in eastern Tennessee. So that's that's something so that we're beautiful. talking about right yeah. now as well. It is. It is. Well, I want to take a real quick break and uh, play a great song from a legend in the Western music world, and that's Mr. Don Edwards. This song is called Diamond Joe, and we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. Diamond Joe was a rich old jay, had lots of cowboys in his pay, rode the range with his cowboy band. Many a maverick got his brand. Well, I hired on, offered Joe my hand. Got a string of horses so old they couldn't stand. Like to die from hunger, he mistreated us so. Never earned a dollar off a diamond, Joe. Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Kayapi, yippee ki Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Kayapi, yippee ki Just a cowboy, ain't got no home Got no folks, so I'm bound to roam I work for the elves, or the old bar old Won't burn no brand, for Diamond Joe Well, if I was rich, like Diamond Joe I'd work today, I'd work no more he works me hard and pays so slow. Don't give a damn if I work or no. Roll on, boys, roll. 
Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I was just playing with you girls when I paused like that. I don't know what's hap- I don't know what's happening with this pausing thing, but uh, anyway, I had fun with that. But anyway, um, Mary Kay, one of the reasons that we came up with the idea for Nash West uh, Adventures is the fact that. I had done rendezvous for about eight years or so, and uh, and really it had been affected for a couple of years by the pandemic, and uh, and then some illness in my family last this past year, and so uh, and you had done Girl Beats West out in Utah for mm-hmm. a couple of years, and so you're not out there anymore, and uh, and I decided that it was about time to end rendezvous. And so we we really combined uh, those two events into Nash West Adventures. And so I think it's kind of a cool deal to be able to put that together. And then we can do different type of events in different parts of the country. And and as you said just a minute ago, bring friends with us as we travel around to do that. And... uh, Bobby, you might enjoy coming to the Nash West Music City thing. That that should be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'm sure well. it will be. Everything, anything that you guys do is going to be fun. <laughs> well, I hope oh, so. Thanks, Bobby. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. But again, uh, the first Nash West Adventures will be taking place in Amarillo, Texas, the first weekend in October. And uh, we'll put in, we'll be putting up all that information on uh, the website uh, today as uh, we're moving forward. And we'll start taking uh, reservations for people that want to attend. And as Mary Kay said, this first event will be limited to about between 15 and 18 people that are coming. It is going to be so much fun to be going out and riding uh, at mm-hmm. Los Cedros Ranch. And, uh, and such an and amazing history, Paladuro Canyon. We should we should give a reading list. I bet Bobby Jean could have some great recommendations as well. But there are some great books about this region of um, this canyon has holds a lot of significance in the history of the West. Well, of course, the Comanche and Quanta Parker and uh, what was what was his mother's name? Did I you remember? Rose. No, 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 no. Quanta uh, Parker. Quanta Parker's so what mom. Was his... um, Oh, come on. We know that. Nancy? Um, was it? White women's clothes. Um, um, t- um, oh, come on. Um, you know the song White Women's Clothes is based on her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy, was it Nancy Parker? 
Somebody should no. be Googling that right now as we speak. I know. But, uh, <laughs> Mary Parker, Elizabeth Parker. <laughs> oh, let's see. All right. I'll, I'll tell oh, you. Are going to look it up? Who was Quanta who was Parker's mother? I'll tell you. Just Quanta Parker's mother. Cynthia Ann. Cynthia Ann. Cynthia Ann. Yes. Cynthia Ann. You can Anne. Google anything yes. and find Talk an about answer to that. History Month, yes. Yes. Yeah, Cynthia Ann Parker, and uh, she was she was taken by the Comanche at a very very young age. Mm-hmm. I think she was like six years old or something, and then just grew up mm-hmm. with the Comanche and and married a mm-hmm. chief. And Quanta uh, Parker is an important person in history, and uh, and then of course Charles Goodnight and his history there with the Palo Duro Canyon, and uh, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an exciting trip. But anyway, we look forward to doing that, and uh, Mary Kay, look forward to live from Nashville on Saturday, and who is our guest on Saturday? Oh, our guest is, um, Gary, you're destroying me through, John, I have a hard John time. McEwen. John McEwen. John, John McEwen. John McEwen will be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, John McEwen will be our guest with the Nitty Gritty, founder of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and then uh, Twin Kennedy, and we'll be talking with Julie and, and uh, Carly Kennedy on Saturday, and that all starts at noon Central Standard Time as well. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ms. Mary Kay, and sharing information about Nash West Adventures, and uh, we appreciate you doing that. We're going to take a listen to another song right now. This is a good friend of ours. And Ryan Fritz, uh, I talked to him about him a little bit earlier in the show, I think. Uh, but Ryan will be performing in Genoa in uh, just a few months with uh, with quite a few of our friends as well at the festival out there. But let's take a listen to a great song from Ryan. It's called Cowboy Cowboy. We'll be back in just a moment. Saddle Up America. Thank you. 
month or so but uh bobby this is fun this was a lot of fun visiting with uh, jennifer and judy and and uh and kathy and mary Kay. and it's like i said i'm surrounded by women this month (laughs) nothing wrong with that (laughs) nothing wrong with that i'm not complaining i'm not complaining (laughs) but uh we were talking a little bit earlier santa clarita Cowboy Festival is back. It is. Um, after a three-year hiatus, and a little bit ago you played um, Don Edwards' Diamond Joe, and I think it will be the first year that uh, Don won't be there, and I know he'll be greatly missed. And um, He would always, he and Kathy would always come and visit with us at the Buckaroo Bookshop because um, we would be so busy we weren't always able to get to the performer Uh, stages and so um, Don would always make a point of coming down and saying hello and visiting with us so he'll he'll definitely be missed but yes it's back after three years it's on April 22nd and 23rd and some of the performers have been guests on our show we have uh, Karen Marie, Sourdough Slim, Gary Allegretto, John Chandler, Kristen Harris and um, we just had Carolyn Sills on the show not long ago. She and her husband, Gerard Egan, are performing with their new, as a new duo, Poi Rogers. I'm so excited. I'm going to get to see them, um, and hopefully get away and be able to see them live. And um, since 2009, Jim and I have been a partner to the city, and they invited us back again to organize and run what's called the Buckaroo bookshop there was um, a feeling on the city's part for this festival that they always wanted a space that also honored the written word and so the bookshop was born back in 2009 and um, we will have uh, 13 authors with us we'll be in a big uh, 10 by 30 uh, tent and we've got fiction and nonfiction writers many of them returning, very excited to be coming back. And up at the Old Town New Hall Library, we'll be running uh, some afternoon presentations, panel discussions, and some one-man, one-woman kind of show, half-hour presentations um, just up the street from where our booth will be. So we are we are gearing up. We are um, finalizing the names and getting it all together, and then I'll be 
starting to put out on social media some of the you know people that'll be joining us. But yeah, we're heading back to California. <laughs> be like be like a homecoming for you. Be just like a homecoming yeah. for you. So that'll be yeah. exciting. That will be exciting. Well, this has been fun, and uh, we're going to have a great show next week. Next week, we have Trinity Seeley and Miska Padgett that will be joining us for the Campfire Cafe. And then, as I mentioned just a little while ago, Phyllis Golden, who is the owner of Cowgirls and Cowboys of the West, will be joining us for Saddle Up America. And then tomorrow, we've got John McEwen and Twin Kennedy uh, not tomorrow, but on Saturday, John McEwen and Twin Kennedy will be joining us for a live from Nashville. So a whole lot of stuff going on. And, of course, you've got tonight Rendezvous with a Writer and, yes. and your ever-popular Out West Hour that airs, yes. uh, what is that, KPUR? Saturday, KUPR.org. And this K-U-P-R-dot week will be uh, the Irish West. And so it's a a look at Irish life in the West through music. And uh, tonight we have a Western writer with us. Eric Heisner will be our guest on Rendezvous with a Writer on L.A. Talk Radio at um, 6 o'clock Pacific time. There's all the different time zones, you know. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, it gets confusing sometimes. It gets confusing sometimes. Well, a lot of things going on and a lot of entertainment, a lot of things for people to listen to. And actually, you can watch you on on a rendezvous with a writer. And uh, is that on uh, L.A. Talk Radio's Facebook page? Yes, it streams um, immediately to L.A. Talk Radio's Facebook page, and that would be at – your time, it would be 8 o'clock Central Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, coming out of L.A. And, yeah, we're getting we're getting a little more comfortable with camera and microphone. I really prefer <laughs> mic only, but, um, <laughs> but I, I started radio, to so say. Just to, <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, I, start, I started yeah. to say, if you have wondered what Bobby looks like, just tune in tonight <laughs> uh, to L.A. Talk Radio's Facebook page, and you can find out. Yeah. You'll see Bobby and, and Jim and their guest on Rendezvous yep. with the Writer. Well, we're going to close things up. Do you have a closing thought for us today? Um, I do. It's actually a quote from a book, the author, Deborah Thomas's book, Lose. She was our guest last week. Have no regrets. No regrets. I now know that no matter what path you take, there will always be regrets, always, for what you did, what you didn't do, and what you should have done. There's no escaping that fact. It's how you live with the regrets. That determines your life. That is a great thought. It's how you live that determines the outcome of all that. So, all right. Well, it's been a great show today. Thank you for listening to us, and uh, invite your friends to tune in to Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America. We're going to close out the show today with a great song from Andy Hedges and Bryn Hill. Andy was on just a couple of weeks ago, you know, on the Campfire Cafe. We introduced his new uh, double album project, Roll On Cowboys, and that's the song we're going to close today on Saddle of America. Thanks for listening.
one by one My pards are deep in their bedrolls The last tall tale has been spun I'm out here humming sad tune As I circle the herd on the ground Thinking of my dear home back in Texas I left just for 30 and found The wagon tongue is aimed at the North Star Like a big sailing ship at its sea It's quiet as a mouse on the prairie This warm summer night 